Praise the Lord. John chapter 15, verse 12. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. John 15 and verse 12. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to sing praises to your name. Lord, you're worthy to be praised. And we thank you, Heavenly Father, for a desire to follow you, a desire to do your will, a desire to know you no more. Lord, these desires don't come from ourselves, but every good and every perfect gift comes from you. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for gracing us with the desire to love you, with the desire to know you more, the desire to hear your word. Let your word go forth on good ground that we may bear much fruit. And therefore, please you as your disciples. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. John chapter 15, verse 12. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. As we walk through this passage, John 15, verse 12. We're going to visit these three points. Christ gives us his commandment that we love one another. And three, we love one another as he has loved us. We know that Jesus is about to be Beating beyond recognition. He's about to receive 40 stripes, save one. We know that he's been wounded for our transgression and bruised for our iniquities, and the chest time of our peace has been upon him. And now he's going to experience that from a physical aspect. The punishment that we deserve, he's about to take it. The wrath that we deserve, the wrath of God, the wrath of the Father, because of our sins, Christ is about to take. And so this is these are his last words. This is his last testament as he's speaking to his disciples. And he tells them, this is my commandment. That you love one another as I have loved you. This is my commandment. The scribes and the Pharisees and the church people of the day, they had so altered God's word. They had so tempered with God's word. They had so manipulated God's word. They had rendered it to a point to where they had them following traditions of men. They had them, they had a form of godliness, but due to lack of repentance. They had a form of godliness, but it wasn't about Jesus. 
It wasn't about the Father. It wasn't about the glory of the Lord. But through John the Baptist, preaching repentance, preparing the way for Christ, Christ doing his earthly ministry, he was explaining about the kingdom of God. He was explaining about what the Lord requires and how to glorify the Father and how to be right with the Father. Jesus is the way. He is the truth and he is the life. And he would tell them, he said, you have heard it said of old time, thou should not commit adultery. But I say, you've heard it said of old time, thou should not murder. But I say, and so what Jesus did was he took it from a just a blanket commandment. He took it to the heart. And so Jesus is looking at the heart. Jesus is searching the heart. Jesus knows that in our heart of hearts, Man is corrupt. Man is evil. Man is not of God within his heart. But as the Lord changes our heart through repentance and belief, as we yield to the word of God, as we yield to the spirit of God, as we abide in him and he abides in us, he changes our heart. He changed our heart. He's changing our heart. And he's conforming Christ in our hearts that the Father may be glorified. So Jesus tells them, this is my commandment. As followers of Christ, we don't follow the ways of the world. As followers of Christ, we don't follow our fleshly desires. As followers of Christ, we keep his commandments. We keep his word. The scripture tells us that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded from the mouth of God. The scripture tells us to trust in the Lord with all of our hearts and lean not to our own understanding. And now thy ways acknowledge me and I'll direct your path. He'll direct our path. And so he tells us this is my commandment. <laughs> Jesus can say this because not only is Jesus a man, but he's also God. I was reading your shirt. He's fully man and he's fully God. As a result of him being fully God, okay. he can command okay. because he has the authority. I'll do better. I and because he's man, he is a kindred redeemer, he can take our sins upon his body because he is man. And a perfect man who has never sinned. But at the same time, his blood was so precious because he is God. And his blood was able to atone. See, my blood or your blood, it's not able to atone for any sin. But the blood of Jesus so the Bible tells us we're not our own. We've been bought with a price. Therefore, glorify our Father with our bodies, which are His. 
So he says, this is my commandment. In other words, Christ is the authority. Not our experiences, not what we think, not what we feel, not what the world is doing, not what we think, but Christ is the authority. In one passage, he said, all power has been given unto me in heaven and in earth. He had pleased the Father so well, the Bible says, that he gave him a name above every name. That's the name of Jesus. Every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. And he's telling them right here, this is my commandment. The scripture tells us that love is the sum of God's law. The law came by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. In Christ Jesus, we keep the law. The law has been written in our hearts. The Bible tells us. And so he said, this is my commandment. Point two, that you love one another. It's not about trying to keep a bunch of rules and regulations. It's about allowing the love of God to flow through us to one another. Love one another. If we love one another, we're not going to bear false witness against each other. If we love one another, we're not going to bear false witness to one another. If we love one another, we're not going to covet our neighbor's, our neighbor's possessions. If we love one another, then we're not going to steal from our neighbor. This is my commandment that you love one another. There's a scripture that talks about looking at others, esteeming others higher than yourselves. And these things that Jesus is asking, these are things that he did. These are things that he lived. He's given us a commandment based on his word. He's given us a commandment based on how he lived. This is my commandment that you love one another. 1 Corinthians 13 talks about love. How love is patient. Our love is kind. It doesn't keep a record of wrong. The scripture tells us that if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. If we walk in the light of Christ, we're going to love one another because that's what Jesus did. And as his disciples, we're like him. And we desire to be like him. And we desire to love like him. And we desire to be, to follow his example. Unfortunately, though, there may be times when we fall short. There may be times when the bar is set by the word of God and we fail to be obedient. The Bible says if we confess our sins as followers of Christ, God is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You know why? Because we're cleansed by the word. Jesus told his disciples, he said, you are cleaned 
by the words that I've spoken. Because they believed this word, they followed this word, they obeyed this word. We're cleansed because of the blood of Jesus Christ. Our sins have been forgiven and we've been positioned in Christ. We're positioned in God. So even if you fail to obey or you fail to love, because we're positioned in Christ, those of us who have followed Christ through repentance and belief and faith, we can confess our sins to him and he'll forgive us and cleanse us. But those of us who are not following Christ, those of us who are not allowing Christ to be the substitute for our sins, and we're trying to work out our own salvation, and we're trying to be good enough, and we're trying to make it to heaven on merit or be good because of our merit and what we do and how we live, our works aren't accepted. It's kind of like the Sabbath. On the Sabbath day, all work would cease. And so it is with our salvation. Our works can't save us. Our works can't make us right with God. All of our works outside of Christ are filthy rags. The only way to be right with God is through Jesus Christ. Through repentance of our sin. Repentance of our ways. Repentance of how we've been living and doing what we want to do. And submitting ourselves to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. These are the ones that he's talking to when he said, this is my commandment, that you love one another. This love is not a love that's according to the flesh. Because according to the flesh, I'm going to love you until you give me a reason not to. This is not a love according to the flesh, according to the world, because the world says, I'm going to love you as long as I can get something from you. This is not a love that's earthly, that's worldly. This is a love that comes from God. A love that's all about glorifying the Father. We're here not for our own needs. We're here not for reciprocation. We're not here for nothing else but God's glory. Jesus sought to glorify the Father and he did. Everything he did glorified the Father. Everything he said glorified the Father. And that is now our heart as followers of Christ. We want to glorify the Father. Amen. We want to please the Lord. Amen. And Jesus said, this is my commandment that you love one another. This love that he's talking about is a heavenly love. It's a godly love. It's a love that we walk in as we hold on to the scriptures and obey the scriptures, abide in Christ and allow his word to abide in us. As we're walking with Christ through repentance and belief, God gives us the ability to love as God loves. What does God do? God is love. That's why he's so patient. That's why he's so merciful. That's why he's so long-suffering. Because God is love. Jesus said, this is my commandment that you love one another. The same love that God has for us in that he causes to reign on the just as well as the unjust, that common grace that everybody receives, 
the sun shining. That's a grace that everybody receives. A common grace. The air that we're breathing. The good things that happen in life. These are common graces. But there's a love that's only reserved for God's people. Because it's a love that comes from God. And as we keep Christ's commandments and we read his commandments and we obey Christ's commandments, God gives us the ability and the power to love like he loves. And what's that love look like? Serving one another, being patient with one another, being long-suffering with one another. What does that love look like? Putting others before yourself. What does that love look like? Even if you're not getting anything in return. The love of God. So he said, this is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Which is the third point. The love that God has commanded that we love one another is the same love that he showed toward us. While we were yet in sin, Christ died. While your brother is yet in sin, love him anyway. Because that's what God does. That's what Christ did. The Bible says that greater love had no man in this than he laid down his life for his friends. How do we do that in an everyday practical way? Lay down your preferences. Lay aside your thoughts of how you think it should be. Lay aside your thoughts and your feelings about what other people This is a commandment that he gives, gives us the power to do. To love one another as he loved us. Christ's love was sacrificial. Christ's love was constant. Christ's love was given. In the same way, God wants us to love one another. Spiritual life flows from the union with Christ by faith and his death and resurrection. So also the spiritual life is shaped and directed by the, by the imitation of Christ as his self-sacrifice for others. Following his example, he preached to the poor. And when it's poor, it's not talking about financial status. He preached to those who were poor in spirit. He loved the ones who were difficult to love. It was a love that glorified the Father. It's a love that glorifies the Father. So be encouraged today. God not only gives us the commandment, but he gives us the ability to follow through with the commandment. Amen? He gives us direction, but he also gives us the desire. He gives us the strength. He gives us the ability. 
Praise God. When he says, this is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. This is something that he does within the life of the believer. He gives us the desire to keep his commandments. He gives us the desire to, to love. He gives us the desire to follow his example. And he gives us the strength to keep his commandments. He gives us the strength to follow his desire. He gives us the ability. This is not something that comes from man. This is not a desire that we have apart from Christ. But he's conforming us to the image of his son. Hallelujah. This is my commandment, that you love one another. You may say, or you may have been not experiencing this love. Maybe you've been discouraged. Maybe you've been fearful. Maybe you've been doubtful. Maybe depression has been setting in. Maybe you've experienced disappointment time and time again. And maybe you're discouraged. Praise God for his commandment, amen? And the desire to obey his commandment. Praise God for the strength and the desire that he gives us to love him, keep his commandments, and to love one another. Not just any kind of way, but the same way that he loved us. Wow. There's no greater love the Father has lavished upon us that we should be called the sons and the daughters of God. He loves us. God loves his people. He loves us so much. Why? That we may glorify the Father. As we love one another, we glorify the Father. As we love one another, as Christ has loved us, we glorify the Father. As we keep his commandments, we glorify the Father. Let your light so shine before men. That they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. And if the Holy Spirit is convicting you now, because you haven't been keeping that standard, you haven't been trusting God, you've been fearful, you've been doubtful, maybe we've been mean to one another, or maybe we've been uh, evil to one another, or maybe there's somebody you've been having a hard time forgiving, or maybe there's a person that it's hard, it's hard, it's difficult for you to be nice to them. It's hard for you to let the past go. God is able. Cast your care upon Christ. Ask God for strength. Lord, help me to keep your commandments. Help me to love as Christ loved. Grace me to walk in your love. Give me a desire to walk in your love. God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we can ask or think. But those of us outside of Christ, the only thing we have to look forward to is wrath. Those of us who are trying to do it on our own, rejecting what Christ has done, there's no hope for us. Cry out to God, Lord, forgive me for trying to live godly on my own, trying to be good enough, trying to be acceptable outside of Christ, and grace me and teach me how to trust in Christ. Teach me how to deny myself, take up my cross and follow Jesus. Teach me how to turn over from my sins and repent and follow Jesus. Hallelujah. This is my commandment, he says, that you love one another as I have loved you.
as we trust in Christ in the midst of our doubt. Because as Jesus said these things, I could imagine there was still doubt in the hearts of some of the disciples. There was still fear in the heart of some of the disciples. And Jesus was tearing them these things and sharing these things with them. But I could imagine they were still fearful. They had to push past the pain. They had to push past the hurt. They had to push past the fear. They had to push past the doubts to hear the word of Jesus. They had to push past their own insecurities. And let's push past. God, give us the ability. Let's ask him. Lord, give us the ability to push past our doubts. Give us the ability to push past our fears. Give us the ability to push past our limitations. Lord, we can only do so much. Strengthen us. Give us the ability to desire to trust you, Lord God, to work in us. That we would desire to keep your commandments. That we would desire to love as Christ has loved us. Ask him. The Bible says we have not because we ask not. The Bible says knock and the door shall be opened. Seek and you shall find. Ask and it shall be given. Jesus said when you stand praying, believe that you have those things that you're asking for. And surely God wants us to ask him for the desire to keep his word. Surely God wants us to ask for the desire to love one another as Christ has loved us. Surely these are things he wants because Jesus just said it. The Bible says we war in our members and we can't obtain. Why? Because we ask amiss. But the more we're familiar with the word of God, we can ask according to God's will and trust that he's going to answer according to his will. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. Lord, we thank you for the hunger and the thirst, Lord God, that brought us to this place on this morning. Lord, we could have remained in our rooms, but Lord, we are hungry for you. We're hungry for what we have among your people. Lord, we need you. Have your way in our hearts. Draw us closer to you, Heavenly Father. Teach us how to desire the things of you. Give us a hunger and a thirst to desire the things of you. Teach us how to walk out this new life in Christ, Lord God. To be imitators of you. To be imitators of Christ as dear children and walk in love. Teach us, Lord God, how to prefer one another above one another. Teach us how to love one another as you have loved us. Heavenly Father, grace us to pray without ceasing. Grace us, Lord God, to not be anxious for anything. But in everything, with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let our request remain known unto you. Lord, you're the Father of lights, with whom there's no variableness or shadow of turning. Lord, we know that you're able. Grace us to surrender to you today. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen.